You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Drink it in, man. Drink it in, man. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Touch, touch, touchdown, Detroit Lions! Detroit Kool-Aid, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, what's going on everybody? Everybody's favorite day of the week, Friday here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. I'm your host, Derek Okery. We appreciate you joining the show, hitting that subscribe button, and believing in the Detroit Lions and drinking that Kool-Aid. Drink it in, man. Side of cornbread, everybody. Cornbread, cornbread. Make it a double, you know how we do on the show. So here we are on a Friday, I mean Halloween, right on top of us here, and I've got Joey Christopoulos coming back here on a Friday. He was on the Wednesday show. We had a ton of fun. We talked about Stafford versus the Lions. We talked Rams. We talked all about that game and gave some positivity to the the fans out there while talking football and making each other laugh. So, Joey, you're back here on a Friday. How you doing? (laughs) Hello, Derek. (laughs) Oh, man. You you are in the sphere. I I, I don't even want to ask what kind of – costumes outfits you've done over the years that could be a whole segment that uh, i love I halloween dude you want to guess what i'm what i'm dressing as this year oh geez i have no idea like mario thanos. or something i'm gonna be thanos <laughs> all right uh awesome stuff there so like like you say here on the friday show i mean you know part of the title of this pod is winning week i feel like this is a week the lions have a great chance to beat the philadelphia eagles in ford field we'll talk all about that uh we've got plenty of other topics on the wednesday show i mean i stood up for the detroit lions while the national media quote unquote and others uh, characters that you brought out uh before halloween took some shots and i tried to tell them why this is on track why this rebuild's going well why we can kind of hang in there with some of these players jared goff included and I feel really good about that. So I think we'll uh, give some more positivity, some more Kool-Aid here on the show this week, here on a Friday, as well as we did mention it's Halloween, Joey. So I think let's start off the show with a segment uh, around Halloween with some questions. And we got to bring in the Halloween music if we're going to do that. Oh, yeah, there we go. We got a little background music, a little bit of spookiness, a little bit of uh, intrigue here on the show. And Joey, my first question here on this Halloween uh, segment here on the Kool-Aid cast is, who's the scariest player 
in the NFL? Who's the guy that when you come around the corner, you hope he's not waiting for you? I mean, who who you got? Oh, wow. Okay, this is. I thought this was okay in the NFL right now or in real life. Well, uh, scary around the corner is not Tom Brady. I was going to do Tom Brady. Um, I'm going to do. I think this kind of fits for both categories. I'm going to go Derrick Henry right now. Um, they keep giving the guy carries. He could take 29, 30. Hell, he could take 45 carries, if all that matters. And if I saw him around the corner, he is a very, very big, very muscular, very strong man. <laughs> he could probably hit me on the top of the head, and I would go straight into the concrete like a Looney Tunes video. Um, I'm going to go Derrick Henry right now. The dude's awesome. He's owning the NFL. He's carrying the Titans. He's beating up on the Chiefs. Uh, who, who could be scarier? Uh, here's the thing. Before I get to my scariest player in the National Football League, here's my take on Derrick Henry. Yes, he has stabbed fantasy players and opponents in the heart multiple times with his 70-plus yard touchdown gallops. Yes, he's huge, what, 240 pounds and runs over people, runs past people. But he's not the scariest. I mean... Derrick Henry's a wimp. Like I, I remember. It, oh uh, no! Don't say that on live audio, Derrick. I, I, hear I, that. Rem- I remember it like yesterday when that draft came around and Derrick Henry was falling down the draft board. Ah, you know he's a college guy. He's he's not that tough. You know, even in his first few years before he went on this re- historic run, people were like, "Man, he doesn't run very hard. He kind of tiptoes around. He was getting hurt a lot." Derrick Henry's not that scary. He's productive. He's not scary. I mean, he's big. He's not scary. He's he's an intellectual off the field. He wears that ridiculous braid that looks like a you know what that you might find in your toilet. I mean, I Derrick Henry's not scary. Wait, 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 Derrick, Derrick. Are you telling me (laughs) that he is jack to the nines and he's an intellectual off the field. That's a scary two-way combo. I'm even more scared now, no, Derek. I just got no. you just made me more scared of him. He's not scared. My buddies were like, "Should we take Derrick Henry here when he was falling to the second round?" I'm like, "I don't want Derrick Henry. He's not going to be good." I mean, okay, that comes back to bite me. That's a scary uh, take now years later, but Derrick Henry's not a scary individual. He's a good football player that's I don't know, he finally found out how to play ball and now he's putting up ridiculous numbers. We get it. The scariest player in the National Football league also is on that team which again i can't stand the tennessee titans i hate ryan Tannehill. you can tell i don't ever draft derrick henry if i can help it but one guy i do love he plays on the defensive line this guy was taken in the draft and i love this guy he's nasty he was big he's physical his name is jeffrey simmons number 98 Eight there for the Titans. This guy, he is a nasty dude. His arms are about as big as most people's quads. He gets after you, pushes you around. He makes plays. And I wanted to pick one that wasn't so obvious like your pick. I mean, that's you picked like the scary movie that everybody's seen. Jeffrey Simmons is that scary movie that nobody's seen that you tell them, man, you got to watch this one. Then they watch it like, man, you weren't lying. That was, that was some scary. You know what? Like, he's a bad, bad man. Never heard of him before, 
but I'm taking you at your word. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's 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 horrible. I wanted to get a Lions player. We don't we don't have any scary people yet on the Detroit Lions defense or offense, but we're gonna get some. The closest we have that I was gonna go with the scariest player is the uh, number seven selection in this year's draft. That's Penne Sewell. Because did you see Aaron Donald trying to scare Penne Sewell, and he was like. Uh-uh. I'm not playing that game. He was pushing him right in the face mask, about ready to throw blows. Love Penny Sewell. He's a scary individual. I like him a lot. Well, and unfortunately, Titus Young isn't on the lines anymore, so you can't really go there. Oh, I did it. Oh, <laughs> There's boy. a lot of lot of scary things there with uh, Mr. Titus, Mr. Odin, uh, Mr. Young, whatever you want to call him. Hopefully, he's not behind bars. But l- let's keep this Halloween segment moving. And then on a little bit of a lighter note, uh, again, please look up Jeffrey Simmons uh, there, uh, Joey. I mean, absolute monster. Now, what's your best... Halloween candy. I'm talking like when you were a kid and you, you dropped the bag. Like, what are you looking for? What are you throwing out of the way? And then like today, if you're, if you're going to actually get some candy that you're going to actually devour rather than give out to wonderful kids wearing goofy little costumes, what's your candy of choice? I wasn't really a big nougat man. So Three Musketeers and Milky Ways, I wasn't really that big of a fan of. That was a trade out for me personally. Growing up, I mean, nothing says Halloween for me like a just a delicious, huge taffy apple dipped in that caramel with the nuts all around it. You might crack your teeth in half biting into it, but it, but it's the best. It totally is worth it. You really only have it one time a year, and it's that time of year. Uh, these days, though, we uh, you know, I'm a Snickers man. I'll be honest. I'm not a huge like sweets guy, but we definitely have some sweets in the fridge. I'm a big Snickers guy. We've got a little Twix in there, and uh, Kit Kat. I'll go Kit Kat too. Kit Kat, my mom's favorite candy. Now, I also want to throw at you, what's the cutoff for kids? I mean, if they're coming up and they're like 13 and they're dressed in jeans and a tee, do you just throw them out of the club or do you actually give them candy? Uh, Great question. I think 13 13 sounds about the cutoff. Well, that's seven, (laughs) I'd say seventh or eighth grade. So yeah, 13, 14. I think if you have your driver's permit, or if you're going up to the door, ringing the doorbell, getting the candy, and then getting into a car and driving that car yourself, <laughs> um, that is probably the deadline that you should no longer be getting trick-or-treating candy. That's probably now, what, if they're, what if they're too old, but they go big on the costume? Does that make up for it? Or you're like, oh, I mean, we all we all know if you're too old and you're too cool to wear a costume, you're out. But what if they go big on the costume? Do you allow it? I, I would allow it personally. I swear I was walking uh, the dog with my <laughs> wife last week, and she was, like, trying to get me to convince me to go trick-or-treating with her and because we have nice costumes, like, this year, yeah. and I just don't know. I just don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I guess in these modern times, I mean, you know, age is just a number. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't I, think I, you I, can ring the doorbell, my friend. Point. The better the costume, the more likely you are to get candy. Um, So for all those listening out there, just do up the costume and maybe you'll get some sweets. Now, now on this candy segment, now if we're going to look at like best candy, I mean the best candy on the Detroit Lions right now is DeAndre Swift. I mean, he's got sweet feet. (laughs) I mean, this guy is making delicious plays out on the football field. I absolutely love it. But here's my thing. If I'm going with a type of candy... Like, back in the day when I was super young, I mean, come on. Am I really dumping out the bag of candy? And did somebody really give me that big orange 
peanut. I mean, no one eats that. Like, don't 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 hand that out to people. And then you you had the audacity to say an apple with like caramel or whatever you said on it. Nobody wants any type apple. of fruit. Nobody wants a f- apple in their oh, in their bag. I mean, that that was thrown out as well. I'm like a kid. I'm trying to get chocolate candy, and you give me an apple with some gibberish on it. No, I don't want that either. And, and, and I heard somebody today. They tried to dress up like, hey, if you put some peanuts with candy corn it's good no candy corn is out too like that's the cheapest candy that's the most ridiculous thing you could give a kid but if i want if i'm looking through my bag both now and then man i'm going with the reese's cup i'm trying to find the reese's cup and no i'm not just shoving it down my gullet right then the reese's cup has to go in the freezer my friend you put the reese's cup in the freezer it gets a little bit chilled now we're talking that's the candy of all candies and then my rule with kids because i threw that at you is like i would just give like the kids would come the the smaller and the cooler i would just i'm not one of these people oh two per bag no i would just like hold out the thing and they take whatever they want that that's my rule like i'm trying to give out as much candy to whoever comes uh not trying to nitpick it not trying to micromanage you got to just absolutely give the kids the time of their life and then they they just take a couple i say take more keep keep taking until your parents tell you you can't take anymore that was what how i did it i'm a little taken aback that you referred to caramel as gibberish but i i'm um, you, you <laughs> it's on a back in by your your uh, your candy giving out mentality which i fully endorse and approve of let the kids go wild don't put a number on it don't put a ceiling on these kids dreams exactly and don't give out candy corn the orange peanut or some other generic candy go get the nam brand candy go spell a little bit of money maybe heaven forbid even get the full size or get a king size for a kid and make his year don't don't go don't don't go cheap with the off-brand candy i mean let's go people (sighs) oh joey What's your most horrific? What's your scariest? What's your most? What's what's a, a moment as a fan that just gives you nightmares? Man, this is a really tough question because I could go a lot of different ways with this, right? So I, I want to throw just like a I want to throw a couple out at you. Um, so most horrific moment game wise is probably the Bartman game in two thousand three with the Cubs. Most recently, uh, I mentioned earlier that I've been watching a lot of horror movies, and by doing that, I mean I've been watching the Bears play the Browns and the Bears play the Buccaneers recently. That's been a complete horror show. But I will tell you my most horrific moment as a fan, Derek. So in Chicago, when I used to live there, there is a Packers bar, and typically I would not uh, you know, consort myself with other uh, Packers fans, but this one Packers bar was actually, I'll be honest with you, it was really fun. They gave away stuff after every quarter. They did a raffle at halftime. It was all merry and bright, and actually Bears fans and Packers fans can mingle together and be there. I was there once. I was outside in the barbecue, and it's the end of halftime. Everyone, this guy's grilling up all these free cheeseburgers and just handing them out to Packers fans. I didn't dare get into that line, Derek, but at the very end, the guy goes, hey, Bears fan, come here. I'm like, what? What's going on? And he holds out this one plate, and it's a burger. And he goes, hey, man, this is the last one. I want you to have it. And I was like, wow, look at this olive branch, a Packers fan and a Bears fan coming together and sharing beautiful meats and passing it along. Well, let me tell you, Derek, I ate that burger. (laughs) And I'm not kidding you, dude. An hour later, I'm at my buddy's place. And I just start violently <laughs> vomiting in his kitchen. It was disgusting. Oh. I 
I left his apartment and I'm walking home and I'm literally vomiting on the street. I cannot stop vomiting. The Packers fan po- food poisoned me, dude. <laughs> that's that's some bad, bad cheese burger. on that thing. I don't know if that burger was on the ground or if it was undercooked or, or whatever it was. But he gave me a bad burger and he food poisoned me. And I was sick for like 36 hours after that. Like sick, like sick, sick, sick. <laughs> that was my most horrific moment as a fan. I'm never giving it up to Packers fans. I'm never going to be on their side. Never going to draft them in fantasy. It's just it's a cold war that will never get warm. <laughs> that sounds like something like a smug, arrogant Aaron Rodgers type of fan would do, if you ask me, with some bad Gouda cheese on there. But I'm glad you brought it around to Scary, because for a long time there, that was some real nice story between you and Cheddarhead. Like, I'm glad it went south, because it would have, like, ruined the segment, to be honest, when it was nightmares. I thought we were, like, making a... I thought there was, like, a friendship. It was, like, the United Nations deciding to, like, come together and, like, for world peace. I thought you forgot the question. Brains out outside of a white hen. It's like, man, he he did me dirty, man. That was a horrific, horrific moment. Oh yeah, no doubt. Now, you you did surprise me with your answers. You did go along with uh, one about some uh, cheeseburger uh, mishap that you had, but it it was entertaining. I mean, you could have kept it short and said, I mean, maybe this is one of your more scary moments as a fan. Also, kind of a, a a good singer. Love. Oh, he sings like a goat. Maybe one day he'll play like one. We'll never yeah, know. You, you got to have nightmares after something like that. But no, like we're talking mo- most horrific moments as a fan. I mean, again, I wanted to come up with a. A Lions one, of course, but the the one non-Lions that came right to my head was was the drop snap, Michigan, Michigan State. That's happening this week, Joey. I know you're out there in La La Land, and you you, you don't know anything about college ball or whatever. But we got two teams in the top ten, undefeated interstate teams playing each other, and I remember that game like it was yesterday, where we got this game one. I've got all this smack talk with my friends. And when he drops the snap and they run it back to win that game a few years ago, that was just heartbreaking for me. Almost as heartbreaking as when the Lions were basically dead set, I think, ready to win the division. A primetime game against those Cheddarheads you just mentioned. And that smug, arrogant, pompous, you know what, number 12, threw a moon ball that almost hit the top of Ford Field and dropped into some third string tight ends hands and ended up beating my lions at the buzzer i mean that was one of the worst most horrific biggest nightmare losses i've ever had as a lions fan that was the one that jumped to my head first i remember that that one was really tough and you want to hear something hilarious (sighs) jim harbaugh the guy that you guys have been trying to you guys have fired him 15 times over the last four years they finally got the program (laughs) together and now Bears fans want him to be the next coach. <laughs> no, nope, not going to happen. Now we, now I bring terror. I'm bringing terror <laughs> to the podcast. I was going to say not going to happen, but maybe you can have him because I'm still oh, like, we're still we're still no, playing 1940s please. football. Like I don't know what we're going to do this weekend when we're really playing teams and we run it every time. Uh, but we'll we'll see. Go blue on that one. But uh, Joey, man, I think uh, this first segment, I think we've scared the people. We've given ourselves some nightmares, and I had some. I took a nice, fun, uh, very scary singing segment from from Mr. Justin Fields, which frightened everybody. And uh, you need to figure out who Jeffrey Simmons 
defenses because he's one of the biggest beasts in the National Football League. He'll be a pro bowler for years to come. Um, and, and Derrick Henry's a sissy. So there you go. I love it, man. I'm almost terrified to look him up. Because <laughs> then I'll know who he is, and then I'll have nightmares. I, I might just, I might just avoid it. Ignorance well, is bliss. While we were chatting, I pulled him up just because you hadn't. And yes, the first picture is just his arms bulging out of the jersey and looking like he's about ready to just dominate the game and do some bad things to offensive linemen. So he, he's a monster. Now, Joey, let's get, let's finish up this segment. Let's come back. And I got some strong takes about Lions, Eagles at Ford Field. Lions looking for their first win. Philly trying to figure out who the heck they are. I mean, we got to talk about this game, and then we'll get out of here on a Friday. You ready to do this? Yeah, let's hit it. Everybody, we'll be right back. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, everybody. This goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You could put franchise tags on guys. Uh, It's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers are back from the break. Thank you so much for listening to our sponsors. That really helps out the show. Hit that subscribe button. uh, Leave a review. Tell a friend. Again, just very appreciative that Joey Christopoulos at Joey Sports Guy, just killing it over at the Believe Podcasting Network, comes on once a month or so, and me and him get to spend... um, double shows usually talking football and and making each other laugh and just having fun so joey i really appreciate it man you ready to uh before we get into this again uh you you drop some of the video stuff you're up to and where people can find you on youtube throw that out there again before we get rolling 
Yeah, Joey Sports Guy, Instagram and Twitter, host of Bat on Chicago for the Believe Podcast Network and Believe in Bears, the former Bears defensive end and former Lion as well, Corey Wooten. And also go to Roto Baller on YouTube. And we do, I do a QB start sit segment for every single week. Also a boom bust segment for them too as well. Check that out. I'm here to answer all your fantasy football questions to help you win your league every single week. And uh, yeah, that's that'll about do it, man. Back to you, Derek. Nice. Now, I think it was the Wednesday show that we kind of hit on that. Now, you do a start-sit and you try to help people win their fantasy leagues, but the league I let you in this year with me, I seem to be the one at the top of the standings. You, not so much. So, are you reading your own content or just checking? (laughs) Well, I mean, look, Derek, you don't accept (laughs) excuses on this show, so I will just just kindly say that we'll just see what happens on season's end. And uh, we'll pick it up from there with a team that I completely inherited from some other Jamoke last year. um, And Russell Wilson's hurt. So we'll see what happens. Real quick rant, though, on this. Like, uh, before we get into this Philly game, like, to me, it's annoying that, like, okay, so you, you, you get all excited for fantasy football. You do your draft. You're in there with buddies or even if you don't know the people. I get kind of annoyed that like I've almost been beaten into this sense of now I can't talk any smack. I can't have fun. You know, yeah, I can compete every week. But part of the competing is that if I whoop you, which I did to you a couple weeks ago and to other buddies in this league, I want to talk noise. I want to have fun with it. I want to say, look at the top of the standings. That's where you'll find me. Look towards the bottom is where you might be. That kind of stuff. I want to give it and take it. I don't want to just like go the whole fantasy season and don't have any fun with it. I mean, that's that's not part of the game. But I find my friends and people in these big leagues that I'm the commissioner of, the minute you talk any smack and try to have fun is when it becomes unfun. Because people can't mm, take it and tough. they can't they can't enjoy that kind of stuff. Yeah, you got to find. I guess you got to like find the right, get the right temperature among like the group of guys. Because you know, in the end of the day, like we're all having fun. But I think he, I think a little busting of the balls is kind of a nice, a nice part of the league. I will tell you, um, I'm in another league back out here. It's called Tap Ball. Times are tough, but always love life. And we have a uh, we have a text chain that's literally just reserved for smack talking and yeah. we all know that when we walk into it um we're gonna toss it around and it's never personal but we like mm-hmm. to like kind of gin it up and drum it up a little bit every single week and it's like a a place where we all know that that happens and i don't know maybe we can bring that uh maybe we can bring that over to our league i i think we need to because i i was the king of all smack years ago thanks to my man jim rome and just me always having fun and like you say I'm not trying to talk about your family or your dog or this or that, but I am going to kill your fantasy team if it's horrible. Even if it's not, I'm going to make it horrible. So I just encourage people like to be cool with it. Like, you know, if your team sucks, take it. If your team's great, you should be shouting from the mountaintops that it's great because that's part of the fun. Um, this isn't like the Ooh, National uh, Football one League recommendation, you have to say. One recommendation for fantasy footballers out there. Yes. If you want to do the smack talk, Start the smack talk before the game starts. Yes, um, I don't think anyone wants to hear the smack talk after the win. You got to start the you got to start the little uh, the jabs and the ribbings and like the here we go. Let's see what happens because I think both sides then can like engage on that. 
And then when you win, I mean, light their hair on fire for sure. But that's always something that I always recommend to anyone playing fantasy football. You got to start the smack talk at the beginning of the week. This is a Friday pod. It's not too late, folks. You can text your buddy right now. Exactly. Hey, I'll, I'll see you on Sunday. You know what I mean? And maybe throw in a cool <laughs> gif of like Tombstone or something like that. Like, I'm, I'll be a Huckleberry. You know, start that stuff right now. You got about two days to do it. But once the game starts and you hit it later, maybe it doesn't hit everyone the same. Joey, that, that's why you make the big bucks. That's why you're a big star. That's why that's a tremendous point because I will never give anyone credit that talks any smack afterwards. Yes. If you said it after and then you pile on, like somebody, I even texted about the Michigan-Michigan State game. They said, I'll talk smack after we win. I said, uh-uh. <laughs> that, that doesn't work, work that like way. That. And I said, and by the way, I'm going to talk before and after because my team's going to whoop you. Like That's how it's done. You, you come out early and often, and then if your team does does lose you take it you see you should get piled on even more but you don't wait I had another buddy that said we'll see we'll see what happens trying to be like we'll see like we're gonna win and I was like no I don't want we'll see that's not good smack talk I want how much you're gonna beat us by how bad how's it gonna get done and then we'll see what happens when they really hit the gridiron so yeah I'm that's that's what it's all about don't come after the fact and say anything that's that's worth nothing to me all right side tangent over Smack talking is fun. Just be a normal human being and enjoy your fantasy leagues, everybody. Lions, Philly, Joey, Miles Sanders is hurt. This guy, I thought he was a fantasy stud. They barely ever give him the football, but having him out, I think, helps the Lions. I think he had a pretty bad ankle injury, so I don't expect him to play in this game. Jalen Hurts, to me, is like a quarterback that he scares me because he can run and he can run some of these trick plays, but... He's also like the guy that I think the Lions can beat because I don't know if many people forgot. There was like a couple years in college where Jalen Hurts couldn't hit the broadside of a barn if he was standing in front of it. You know what I mean? So everyone acts like he's this dynamic talent. Like he has some trouble throwing the football and accuracy and reading and all that type of stuff that makes an NFL quarterback. So when your top running back and your quarterback is somebody that I think can make mistakes or kind of be rattled, I like that right off the top. Well, this is the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, man. So let me uh, let me uh, get in on this. Let me help you try and wrap your guys' uh, head around and possibly Drink getting away this now. There you go. There's a couple things, uh, a couple things to keep in mind that I like going on so far. The Eagles, they give up the fourth most fantasy points to running backs. Guess what you guys do well? You run the ball well, especially DeAndre Swift. They give it up in the passing game to running backs. I think that's a really strong sign for you guys right there. Um, in my in my uh, start sit category with tight ends this week, I have T.J. Hawkinson as a start. Since week three, the Eagles have given up six touchdowns to opposing tight ends. I think Hawkinson finds the end zone this week. So the two things that you guys are really good at offensively is stuff that the Eagles are a little bit deficient at. I will say in regards to Jalen Hurts, and this is going to be probably a key for you guys in the game, it's cliche, you keep talking about it over and over again, but a, a thing with Jalen Hurts is you think you might have that guy on the ropes He's going to keep coming, you know, and that's going to be a little bit of the problem with the Lions right now. You guys have struggled putting together four quarters of football. I think you guys could, if you guys have a lead in the first half, you know, you got to keep coming at this guy because, as you said, with his legs, Lions, you guys do give up a little bit, a little bit on the yard side of things, a 275 plus. I think Jalen Hurts can make some noise. He's inconsistent, but he will continue to keep coming at you. So, I just think you guys got to do something that you haven't been able to do, put together a little more of a complete game. But I think offensively for the Lions, I think you guys can definitely score some points in this game, definitely get up to an early lead. I like Swift. I like Hawkinson in this game. 
this is one of those winnable moments, right? But you're going to have to play that four quarter football, and you and you've struggled doing that all year. Yep, that that leads me to my next point. Kind of, is I put the Lions needs to finally put a full game together offensively. And you you broke out the stats. I'm not a big stat guy, but I love the numbers you brought out. I mean, throwing to the running back, running back yards, as well as uh, the tight end. I do think this is a good game for T. J. Hawkinson. Um, uh, no doubt about it. Um, you know, Swift has had a few good games, so I always play the up-down theory so I could see him, you know, being used less differently, but he, he's been producing, which I like. Um, but the Lions need to play four quarters, and to get back to your Jalen Hurts point, you you know I love to think of myself as an NFL draft expert. I dive into it. I got the whole DTO scouting office here at the house. Like, Jalen Hurts, I loved from a mentality standpoint, from what he brought to the table as a leader, just one of the best guys ever. Like, I thought that was just reason to take him sort of in that second, third, fourth round area. I mean, when they took him in the second, a lot of people were going crazy or whatever. And I was like, he's just such a great guy and such a good leader. It's it's worth it. Now, is that enough to to have that longevity? I agree with you that they're going to never let up on this guy. He's never going to quit. He's always going to be out there battling. I just wonder if he has the arm talent as well as the ability to process to, you know, just deal with NFL week in, week out. That's what you see from him now. It's kind of up and down, you know, great game. And all of a sudden he just has a horrible game. Um, so the leadership, I don't question. It's just some of the other things. But as far as the Lions offense goes, you know, Jared Goff needs to play like he did out in L.A. this last game. He needs to protect the football a little bit better, but just make the plays that are open. I, I really don't need him to throw it 50 yards down the field. I just need him to hit open guys, be accurate, do his thing. And I would love to see a nice game from them from top to bottom. Now, I want to throw this back to you. The one thing that does worry me, too, about the Eagles is their speed. I feel like when you're talking about Rieger and Quez Watkins and, you know, now they're going to have my guy Kenny Gainwell out of the backfield, you know. we got a lot of speed, a lot of guys that can catch and run after the catch. So that worries me with the Lions. But the Lions have actually been done pretty good. I don't remember many good big plays up over the top or just a lot of dink and dunk type things. They haven't been getting beat, but this team does have elite speed in my opinion. That is going to probably be the – that's the crux of the game, right? Like your wide receivers versus their secondary. Their secondary has actually been really good holding wide receivers down. I think fifth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers this year. You guys don't have a ton in that category right now. So that could just be something where it's just a no man's land. You know, hopefully Khalif Raymond can kind of build off what he did last year. I'm sorry, last week and start get a little more consistent. Keep him in the game plan, right? Good things happen when Khalif Raymond is getting the football. Um, he disappeared for a couple weeks. He came back this week, this last week. So keep doing that. And then conversely, you what you're talking about, you know, Cup, you know, you you played some really great receivers this year, right? You played the Justin Jeffersons, the Devontae Adams, the Cooper Cups, and they've shredded you guys to pieces. But I would say, you know, from the Bears' perspective, you know, the Devontae Smith, those type of players remind me of that Darnell Mooney who got 125 against you guys three weeks ago. That's where you guys got to really sort of shore it up. And that's where I'm worried, right? We're... Jalen Hurts gets out on the run outside of the box, starts scrambling a little bit. With that speed, they find someone open. All of a sudden, maybe you guys have a 10-point lead. It gets cut to seven. And, you know, everything gets a lot tighter very, very quickly. It's definitely going to be a key matchup for you guys to keep an eye on. 
first off, did, did you have to sneak your man crush Darnell Mooney into the show? Did you have to get him in somehow? You just wait. <laughs> the the only moment? good game of the year has been against you guys, so I had to. <laughs> it's the only time. The only time I'm allowed, oh. I'm allowed to talk about him. Is, oh, it's is the only good that, game. That I game mean, the Lions. Th- this guy was a number two stud. I heard he was a fantasy sleeper. I mean, yeah, he's sleeping all right, except for the one time they needed to against my Lions. Now, he, here's the thing. I was actually looking at my notes here, and I put uh, like they don't have much top playmakers. And as we're talking about it, I'm like, I like Jalen Rieger, both on his speed and some of the things he can do. I, I do like Devontae Smith. I love Dallas Goddard. That's my guy, my tight end um, that I love across the league. I've got him in a million fantasy leagues. Uh, Kenny Gainwell was one of my draft sleepers where I was like, man, this guy's a dynamic guy out of the backfield that can catch. And we already talk about Hurts. So the more I think about it, and some of their secondary receivers after that are are speedy or can make plays. So I guess I'm a little more worried as we're talking about about that offense. Now you said their their defense has been good at coverage, like big play Slay. Everybody knows him here in Detroit. Like he has really good like PFF, and you know no one's catching balls on him or whatever. But they did just play the Oakland Raiders, and Derek Carr was what 31 out of 34 and 90 percent passing percentage or something ridiculous like that so I mean they can be had they have some mid-level linebackers some hard workers but you know I I don't know I I just think this is kind of like a toss-up game of what what group and what side is going to actually show up and no nobody is blowing me away in this game but I just think Hawkinson needs to do more. I think he will do more. I, And when I say do more, I don't want like 50 yards from him. I want like, you know, 80 and a tug or two. I want like 120 and, and making big time plays. That's what I really want from him. Not, you know, 40 yards and maybe he falls in the end zone type of thing. So I think every Lions up, beat writer in training camp echoed that very sentiment all through preseason, all the way through about the connection that they had and about how TJ Hawkinson was by far the best offensive weapon and making plays all over the field. You just you, you just don't really know what's going on with that knee. I guess, you know, that's probably held him back. He probably is gritting through some stuff right now. But, again, I, I think you guys really need to start featuring him a lot more. I think it's going to help out Jared Goff a ton. And, man, you're completely right about this game because the Eagles – for any of you confidence pool uh, fans out there, the Eagles have been so hard to drop your confidence points on this year because one week they'll completely blow a game the week after surprising everyone, you know, and beating a team that they probably shouldn't have beaten. So if you're a Lions fan, you're looking at that and being like, if you don't know what kind of Eagles team is going to show up, you guys kind of take care of your business. You get a little bit better. Keep progressing. You guys got a legit shot at winning this week. Well, Joey, let me tell you this. This is the week. This is the week, Joey. It better be, Derek. It better be, dude, because I don't know what's coming after that. Hold on. This is the week, Mr. Sports Guy, Mr. At Joey Sports Guy, Mr. Uh, King of all social uh, media and video. This is (laughs) the week that the Lions win. Like, they're at home. They don't have a ton of favorable matchups. You need to get one. You got the bye week after this. I mean, yes, they have some playmakers, but their record is not pretty. They don't have people that are consistent. They're going to have mistakes. They don't have a head coach that scares me. So lots of things going in the Lions' direction. They just need to not prevent the big plays keep playing grimy and they need their offense to step up. The offense needs to put up points in this game. So I've got this one 24 
17 for the Detroit Lions. Dan freaking Campbell gets the win that he needs and rides off into the sunset in the bye week. Oh, baby. That's how it's going down. I will tell you that uh, the one thing I am rooting for is the Dan Campbell press conference after he wins. Um, I think that one's going to be a must-watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be must-watch. I mean, you know, I'm not just saying this is a great week. This is a great week to pick up a W because um, if you don't, I, you know, uh, it, talk to it, me in December, it, it, I guess, you know, it's when, gonna, you, when it's you guys gonna happen. the Vikings or something. Dan Campbell's going to show up to the presser like Stone Cold Steve Austin and take two, you know, cans of Detroit Kool-Aid, smash them, guzzle them, and and stand up there with two middle fingers for everybody that says he couldn't do it. That's how it's going down, Joey. That's what's happening here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. I mean, drink it in, buddy. Drink it in, man. You got anything else? I think I got everybody hyped for this ballgame. Oh yeah, I, I I would hope so. You got to get hyped for this one. This one's this one's very winnable, and just the image that you just painted right there, I think is uh, is worth a thousand words and a thousand excitements. Oh my goodness, everybody! We've had a lot of fun on the show this week. Always talking Lions ball, but I always look forward to the week when Joey Christopoulos comes on the show to talk football. The guy always makes me laugh. Again, you better go check out all his content. I better see some Kool Aid drinkers giving him follows, likes, checking out his video work because it's tremendous stuff. And Joey, I just can't thank you enough, man, for coming on the show. It was really fun. Derek, man, always great to talk to you, man. Um, I'll see you in the I'll see you in the fantasy football smack talk discussion chain that we are going to start very soon. Yes. And then, uh, hey, Detroit Kool Aid drinkers, thank you so much for uh, checking out this pod. Keep listening to all of Derek's pods and his content. Keep following. Keep liking. Keep subscribing. Um, I have a great time on here. And dude, man, the next time that we talk, man, it's gonna be Bears Lions Thanksgiving. You know, we do the last Ooh. week. We do the last two, you know, we record the last week of every month. Man, Bears Lions coming next. Um, so I'll, I'll see you then and uh, drink it in. No doubt. And Joey, I know this isn't going to happen because we're both very busy people, but I do have tickets to that ball game. If you would make the jaunt, we could be sitting in the stadium for that ball game. Uh, we, we need to make this happen one day when our Lions, my Lions and your Bears go head up. Uh, Thanksgiving. That's another winnable game for the Lions. It's another great football game, great tradition. So I cannot wait for that. But, yeah, man, thank you so much for coming on, everybody. Drink that Detroit Kool-Aid. I hope you have a great weekend. Big college game, Michigan, Michigan State. Go Blue. And we'll catch you guys next week after the Lions get a W right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. Drink it in, man.